Hey everyone, welcome back to A Court of Tattoos and Rosé, where we go through and discuss all things romanticy with Madison and me, Blink. Um, so this is our second episode for Crescent City today. We are f- actually starting House of Earth and Blood today. So we're doing chapters one through three. Um, they are a little bit longer, so like, just for all of our sakes, we're going to be kind of like jumping through them, you know, kind of like we used to do and then like the, the, the discussion points and stuff. So just bear with us. Um, we, we, we curse, we spoil things. You guys know what, that's just the thing. Uh, we talk about whatever the fuck we want. And if you have not finished House of Sky and Breath, I said it last week in my little primer. Also, if you haven't gone and listened to the primer, I would do that because that kind of laid the groundwork, which is why we're not going to get like crazy, crazy into detail, especially in the beginning chapters, because I'm sorry. These are just rude because all they do is make you love everyone. And then they off them. Yeah. So... I'm just, it's not nice. (laughs) It's not nice. Um, But with that, so chapters one through three, like I said, there's no really recap other than like, just, I did a primer. It goes through like the basics of the world and things like that. So like, if you need to, but again, if you have not finished House of Sky and Breath, like this is not going to be spoiler free. Okay. We can't. Like you really can't. I'm sorry. Um, Also, you need to read it because the next book's coming out in the end of uh, January. Okay. So, without further ado, I'm jumping into a house of uh, earth and blood. Remember how I said it's really rude? Because we just love a bunch of characters and then they're... <clears throat> yeah, it starts off with, there was a wolf at the gallery door. So we even start off the book with a reference to Danica. <laughs> it was Danica at that time. No, but it's Danica. So anyways, um, chapter one, we get quite an introduction to Danica. So uh, she's at Jezebel's... Uh, I was about to say Hall of Antiquities, and I don't know why, but like her, like I was Hall thinking, of Antiquities. <laughs> what, is she, what is this a museum? I was okay. That's why I was in my head. Je- I, does anybody else do this? In my head, Jezebel's like her like antiquity shop. It is a museum to me. Like I envision like Bryce's desk is like in the lobby of a museum, um, and, and it's like I, I, I don't like know why. I like envision like kind of like an apothecary store a little bit. Oh wait, you know that's what I cooler. mean? Ooh, I like that. I'm gonna switch up my mental image now. <laughs> like that's oh, like that's what I envisioned. Hall of Antiquities. I, that just popped. Hall of just- <laughs> Okay, listen. I know you like red, white, and royal blue, but we're not at that museum, so we're we're in a different book. Oh god, that museum scene. I know. <laughs> but that's like a real museum scene so like let's 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 go back (laughs) strong start okay um also lol at the romantic scene that you just referenced and then here it's like danica walks in and bryce literally is like have you been like rooting through garbage (laughs) like complete opposite here um she is covered in just disgusting shit like a black liquid um we get basically this is like a really good intro to kind of the beginning um conflict and then into Bryce and Danica. So we get, you know, Bryce has first off she has metallic purple painted nails, which that right away I was like, I'm gonna like her. Um so more about Danica is she is she doesn't give a fuck like okay, she does give a fuck, we know, but like her whole persona is like very Honestly, she's kind of bro like bro like, but in a likable way, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, we also we get to meet 
uh, Lahaba. God, people are going to come for me for these names. But we don't actually meet her because we kind of do. Because, like, we just hear, like, Jezebel doesn't like her in here. So then you're like, who the fuck is Jezebel? Who's Lahaba? Like, I look, pause. I said this in the primer. I get it. A lot of people struggle with the beginning of Crescent City. It is a very much an info dump. Yeah. Where the first, like, part is an info dump. It is an info dump slash trauma. I honestly think, in all reality, I think part of the reason she had the info dump, though, was because she wanted to make sure it was very different Mm -hmm. than her other worlds. And, like, wanted to make it clear right off the bat. Yeah, because in all reality, like, Throne of Glass and Akatar are just, like, a lot similar. Mm -hmm. They're a lot more similar than Crescent City. Do you have a Christmas mug right now? Look how cute. Guys, she's oh, got a Christmas mug. I use this mug year round. Just let it be a Christmas mug. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's Christmas time, bitch. Watch My me. bad. Okay. So Danica. Danica's hot. Bryce is hot. We know that. But Danica, so she's got silvery blonde hair, and she puts amethyst, sapphire, and rose in it. I Her hair is fucking cool. I cannot imagine the upkeep, though. Can you, I mean, luckily she's already got silvery blonde hair, so she's not having to like, you know, like bleach it, tone it, and then do it and all that, but just saying, it would still be bad. Um, she wears like a leather motorcycle. She's just cool. Like, she's just fucking cool. Like, everything about her is cool. Um, so we find out this is pretty regular. Uh, Danica comes and like her gym bag is in the locker, like, or where is it? Oh yeah, stinking up the place. Um, we get a little bit about Jezebel. She's a 400-year-old enchantress. That's really long. Um, she mm. was a witch, but she defected. So part of me is like, so is she technically a 400-year-old witch, but when she defected, that's how she earned the term enchantress? Like, that's the, like, if you're with the House of Flame and Shadow, you're an enchantress, not a witch? Like, aren't they, wouldn't they just be the same, just different houses? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, basically, she defected answers only to the Underking. We still don't know jack shit about him. Um, and yeah, nobody knows why she defected. Nobody questions her because she's scary, honestly. Um, she's basically the, the, the queen bee of Enchantress. Like, she's got crazy spells. Her, like, we know the bottom layer of her Hall of Antiquities. I'm sticking with it. Is full of animals that basically everybody's like, oh yeah, those are people that pissed her off. Those are her ex-lovers, which honestly, that's a vibe. <laughs> what a mood. This is like, that's like kind of like Taylor Swift level. Right? Like, I, I love, love it. it. I, I love it. it. Like, there are people I would, I would turn into like a snail. Or like one of those really big bulbous toads, you know what I'm talking about? Where they're huge and like puffy. Yeah. I would turn him into one of those. <laughs> I know Toad's not very original, but like that specific, you guys know what Toad I'm talking about. I don't know the name of it, but I'm just saying. So, um, then we find out that Danica had been like out all night um, doing God knows what, who knows. And then Bryce is like, well, I don't give a shit. I have a bone to pick with you. And of course, Danica's like, sorry, I ate your noodles. We've all been there with a roommate. We've all been there with a roommate. There's something tasty in the fridge. You just want to... You want it for yourself. Hell, I do it to my husband all the time. He'll bring something back and be like, I'm going to eat that tomorrow when I get back from, like, work. And I'm like, okay. And then tomorrow when I'm working from home at lunch, I'm like, "Mm." It's his fault he's at work. Right? That's what I'm saying. 
So we are on page six, by the way. Bryce goes, the tat this tattoo hurts like hell. I can't even lean against my chair. Page six, and we are learning about this weird tattoo on her back that Danica, they had to get, but only Bryce got this specific tattoo. And Bryce was so drunk, she misspelled her name on the consent form. Also, yeah. don't get drunk before you get tattooed because it actually makes it bleed more and then it can affect a bunch of shit. So don't do that. Even though you like need the liquid courage, understand, don't get like blackout drunk. Um, but we also find out Danica had the matching, got a matching tattoo, but the text is on Bryce's back. So she can't really see it, but she's saying Bryce, Danica got a matching tattoo, just not, you know, we don't think it's down her back, but I don't know. Um, we find out Danica is full-blooded veneer. So she's a full 100% wolf shifter. Supposedly. Up for debate. There's a lot of theories. Um, and then Bryce is only half, uh, half veneer because she's half fae, half human. Um, Danica's got a dope-ass sword. I love how many female characters in SJM's world get, like, dope, like, swords and weapons. Like, really cool swords. I love it. Um... She also, Danica, has the uh, Pack of Devils tattoo on her neck. So that's her pack. We get a little bit of intro to the Pack of Devils. Um, again, fucking traumatic because they're all adorable and love them. And then uh, JK. Um, so Danica goes, showers, everything like that. And as she's going to go shower, that's when Bryce puts it together. Wait a second. Something's bothering Danica. We find out she has a meeting with the city heads. Um Bryce and Danica had met as freshmen at the university and Bryce is like, since those five, in those five years, like this doesn't happen often. So something's going on. Not great. Obviously it pisses her off because Danica also has to see her mother. Sabine is a bitch of the first degree. Sabine is on my list of people to kill too. Honestly, Sabine might pass Baba yellow legs. <laughs> That's hatred. Yeah. Well, she definitely passes Baba yellow legs, but she, she might pass Grandma Blackbeak. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Well, I'll hold off judgment until we get more about her. Um, so we also find out Danica is second in line um, to the prime apparent. What a name. Uh, for the Balbaran uh, wolves. So the wolves of the entire continent. In front of her is her mother, Sabine. Because, you know, it's her grandfather's the uh, prime apparent. He's pretty, pretty old though. But Danica's power now. Remind, remember, she hasn't made the drop, so we don't know the full extent of her powers. She doesn't make the drop. <laughs> um, there's a lot of rumblings that she'll just jump her mom and become the like prime apparent. Um, and Danica also got the sword on her 18th birthday, which was supposed to be your mother's. So like, there's a lot of you know how normally like every now and then you get a trouble like a troublesome mom that's like jealous of their own children's success you know this Take, is legit this is like a hundred times that here like sabine is not happy um so we we're trying to figure out what's going on why are the heads of the city uh, meeting and we hear philip briggs is being released today uh oh who's philip briggs well funny you should ask uh he was the leader of a human rebellion um and basically he had a bomb lab and was planning on blowing up a bunch of like clubs and places where a lot of civilians were but the near civilians right um so not great like sure human rebellion you've got like the right idea as we know but um maybe don't bomb like the nightclub and shit 
Well, it turns out it was Danica and her pack um, that had actually brought him in to begin with. And they found his bomb lab. They, like, captured him, shut down all of his operations, blah, blah, blah. Um, that really kind of elevated them. They were already on the rise as a powerful pack. But then, you know, that's like, that's like getting like a hundred, I don't know how much is a big, a giant cocaine bust or something. Like, that would be like the elevation, but like even more. Um and basically there's some bureaucratic shit that he's about to get out somehow. Like there was some loophole in the system, some red tape, something. Um, and he's a fucking problem. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So Danica's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to fight to get him, like make sure he stays there. Bryce is a little freaked out. Like what the fuck, what the fuck? So Danica's going to fight for it. And then, um, Danica is there, so the heads of the city are, um, the Prime of the Wolves, the Fey Autumn King, the Under King, the Viper Queen, the Oracle, and the River Queen. So, the River Queen doesn't really show up much, uh, the Oracle doesn't really leave the old square, and the Under King, like, he doesn't really come that much, he has, like, a representative, um, and of course the humans have no one at the table, which, of course, why would we, right? Why would humans get that? Um, and then we have Micah, who is the Archangel of Valbara. Um, he only answers to the six of Styri. He's a dick. Put it mildly, he gets what's coming. Um, but then Danica goes, because, uh, her and the Pack of Devils, they're part of, like, the City Watch. Like, they're the whole, like, you know, they were the ones that captured him, so she has a say. So she's going with the heads of the city. Um, we also get to meet, uh, Srinx. Is that how you say it? Srinx? S-Y-R-I-N-X. I haven't listened to the audiobook. I have. Well, no, I have. Fuck, I even have listened. I'm like halfway through the audiobook. What is wrong with me? I just blatantly lied to myself and everyone. I, I really don't listen to audiobooks, so that one's on you. Syrinx? Syrinx? Syrinx. Syrinx. Guys, just let me have it. I'm sorry. I'm doing my best. Um... Fucking adorable first. I would die. I would die for this creature animal. Um, so Jessica <laughs> had bought him like two months ago. And of course she's like, he's not a pet. He's an expensive rare creature. He's supposed to assist Lahaba. Like, don't interfere. Bitch. He just wants cuddles and treats. That's all I little belly rubs. <laughs> um, and like I said, he's more interested in eating, sleeping, getting belly rubs. Same. Not the belly rubs, actually. Don't touch my belly. Mm-mm, never mind. I take that back. Like head scratches, maybe. You know, like when somebody. You know uh, what I mean? Uh, somebody... I'm not that particular. I'll take anything. I can't. You know me. You've done it. And I was like, ah, Madison does do really good, like cuddle, and then she'll just like do your little head scratches with their little hands, or she does like the upper back. You're really, and you do it like mindlessly. I feel like a pet. I like it. <laughs> it's nice. Um, and we get like. This has always been strange to me, but Lahaba really does not like Danica. So Danica and her have a little bit of a quip. Um, and then Danica is like Snickers finally goes to shower and change. And as soon as she starts walking away and uh, Bryce immediately reaches for the phone because it's ringing and she just doesn't even look. She's like, hi, Jezeba. Please tell Danica Fendir that if she continues to use the supply closet as her own personal locker, I will turn her into a lizard. Oh. So we also get a little fun, like, Jezebel's always watching. 
Like, always. She knows what the fuck is going on. I'm convinced she knows what's going on everywhere at all times, not just her little, like, space. Yeah. Like, even when she's on the other continent, she will call Bryce and be like, what the fuck you doing, bitch? Um, side note, I could not work under those conditions knowing somebody is watching me like that. Like, that would freak me out. That would freak me out. I don't so, think I'd give a shit. <laughs> I No, I, I, I get too... I don't know. I'm too weird. I, I don't know. I don't think I can do it. But so mm. a lot thrown at you in the first 10 pages of chapter one. So then chapter two, um, Danica comes out, uh, Bryce, you know, had gotten her a little like threatening reprimand. Uh, we find out Bryce is just deals with clients all the time for buying these probably illegal, if not like frowned upon items to own. And they're just like, she deals with, rich shitholes you know yeah like i could not i say i could not do that job as if that's not part of my job but you know what i mean um and then we find out that bryce also gotten two uh, messages from danica's pack because she's the alpha of the pack of devils um natalie her third had been like has she lost her shit about briggs yet um connor holstrom her second took a little more care with what he sent have you spoken to danica and she replies to him, yes, I've got it covered. Oh, Connor. So much potential. Ah. So, um, when she looks up, there is a gray wolf the size of a small horse. That's large. I hate that my mind immediately goes to the Twilight Wolves, though. I hate it. I hate that I do it, and I can't help it. I'm sorry. But, um... Uh. That's what weirds me out, and I can't, I can't kind of even. Hilarious. I I know, but it's so true though, because they're like the same. That's like the size. But what weirds me out is, and I think it's just because I can never like perfectly picture it, even with the audiobook, is they like Danica talks while in like wolf form, and she's like she just like assures her that she has um like Bryce's clothes on or whatever, and she's got little fuzzy ears, um. And so Bryce, you know, stands up and she's like petting Danica. And I love that. I love that so much. Um, and then so we find out Jezebel wants Bryce to sleuth for Luna's horn. And you're like, what the fuck's Luna's horn? And then you're like, oh, it's on her back. Um, JK. Well, you don't know that yet, but it is funny to reread. And you're like, oh, this is awkward. Um, no idea why Jezebel wants it, though. I would assume it's for the Underking, but we don't... It's Jezebel. Who the fuck knows? Um, so we find out this whole... Like, you're probably like a sacred horn, Luna's... Like, what? Again, info dump. So the horn was stolen during a power outage. Um, so one, the power outage itself was like disaster level. Um, no idea what happened. Mm-hmm. And supposedly looters had used the cover of darkness to break into Luna's temple, swipe the ancient Fey relic from its resting place. You know, um, part of me is like, you just left it in a temple. Yeah. I guess, it was I guess, just like, like Jay chilling there. I guess like they were like a, a pride where they're like, well, who the fuck would dare steal it? And like, there are cameras, but there was a, I don't know. I just feel like we could have had better security, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Micah, of course, is like, I'll give you so much money, uh, and like, um, basically said that there was, they, whoever did it would get cruci- like a public crucifixion. And you're like, whoa, that's harsh. No, apparently they're somewhat common because 
they happen in the square in the central business uh, district, and you can literally it's like the on fucking the... Salem witch trials, right? Like in apparently, if the if it's a hot day and it's windy, even where Bryce is, you can smell the blood and flesh from from it. No, thank you. Yeah, that's fucked up. Disgusting. Um, so we get a little bit more that uh, like more information that Bryce is half faced. So she has a better sense of smell. Her her senses are a little bit better. She's a little bit stronger. Things like that. Um. And as they're walking, Danica, you know, is on high alert. Um, she's a little tense. I, I, w- I would be too. Um, and, you know, we get a little bit more about Danica, the just the burdens and expectations she shoulders. And Bryce is like, I thank God I don't have anything like that. And it's like, oh, LOL, give it a couple years. Um, sorry, that was harsh. That was harsh. I'm sorry. Wow. I feel bad for it. But um, luckily, we do find out Bryce and Sabine also hate each other. And... Sabine's just a cunt, honestly. I don't use that word, like, lightly. But, like, that is, like, she is horrible. I still, yeah. like, I don't know. I think it's later that we find out about it. But I still like that, I guess, like, we'll get to it, too. But, like, when Sabine, uh, when Bryce and Danica, like, throw parties and they had to pay for their dorm damage. So then Sabine was, like, act like trash. Um hang with trash act like trash like you can pick up trash and she made danica like pick up trash so then that coming halloween danica and bryce's halloween costumes were literally like trash cans yeah iconic i love it Uh, iconic um bryce's you know if briggs gets out are you safe are you in the pack safe no they're not not from briggs though um i love that like the evil guy has like the most mundane name. Philip. Yeah, it's just like you gotta watch that Philip. He's a feisty character. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, honestly though, like the dude's not great, but man, when you see him later in the book after he's been in prison for a while, ugh, he he goes through it. Um. And then Danica's like, oh, hey, your brother's going to be at this meeting. Now, remember, this meeting is like the heads of the city, a lot of important people. And so you're like, oh, okay, another character. What's going on? Um, Half-brother. He is full fae, i.e. we're like, oh, okay, okay, who is he? Um, And that's when we get his name, Rune. Oh, we love Rune. If anybody ever was like, "Mm, I don't like Rune that much, I would never trust you again. Anybody that's like, I don't like him. No, 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 no. Um, and so Bryce just gives a little bit more. Danica asks again, like, oh, where are you going to look for the horn? Now, knowing what we know when you reread, you're like, oh, she's just trying to make sure she's not close to the truth. Like, because Danica's the one that keeps asking just for more details. But it comes off, you know, perfectly in the conversation. And Bryce has no reason not to trust Danica. The rest of this book and the next book give her plenty of reasons to be like, huh. Danica didn't tell me that. Huh. Danica must have mentioned, like, forgot to mention that. Huh. I didn't know Danica knew that. Like, it's it's a theme. It's a theme. Hmm. Um, basically, nobody knows what the fuck is happening. Like, that's, that's the gist of, like, where Bryce is in her hunt for the horn. Like, the, we find out, like, people at the meat market have no idea. The temple, she's been there a bunch of times. Everybody's just, like, Nobody knows why they took it. Because basically it's literally just a relic from everybody's understanding. Like whatever it was supposed to do, which we don't know at this time. 
it doesn't do anything. Like, it's just, you know, like, oh, look at the horn. We were once really cool, I guess. I don't know. Um, so Bryce is just like, it'd be really cool to find the horn. Cause that's like really cool for her career. You know, she's trying to get up. Um, and Danica's eyes flickered and she just goes, yeah, I know. What do you mean? You know, what do you mean? Why are your eyes flickering? <laughs> um, let's see here. I want to make sure. Cause there's something. Aha. 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 So we find, find out Bryce has this amulet, um, an Arkesian amulet. It's barely the size of her thumbnail, which like I'm looking at my thumbnail and like, that's very, very small. Um, Jezebel gave it to her on the first day of work. And it's basically a hazmat suit and a necklace is what like where Danica had said. It's, um, a crazy amount of protection from magical objects, anything really like anything magical, this can protect you. Um, and it's, I want to say, where was, I want like a description. Aha. The, so it's a tiny golden pendant, again, size of your thumbnail, a knot of three entwined circles. Now there's a lot of theories about that. Are the three circles like, um, the, like mother maiden croon that we hear about later in this book. And we kind of see in the Akatar world, uh, like the goddess, um, is it the three worlds that we know of? The Crescent City, Akatar, Throne of Glass, and it's meant to, like, it's the protection from all three worlds. Who knows? Also, Jezebel giving an amulet that's, like, literally apparently, like, priceless, essentially. There's not many of them. And she gives it to her new assistant, this young, like, at this point, you know, everybody thinks she's just, like, a young party girl, which I think Jezebel knew differently, obviously, from the end of this book. She's been in line with um, ADS. But anyways... Like, why would you give that to somebody their first day of work? And we know yeah. Jezebel's not generous, <laughs> per se. Um, it's just interesting. So then we're like, okay, so Bryce is high fae. Well, half fae, I should say, sorry. Has a full fae brother, but then you're like, okay, so is it her mom and her dad? Boom, answered. She gets a call from her mom, Ember Quinlan. Um, Ember is her mom and is human so we find we put it together her dad is the uh fae and you're like okay who is it whatever um so we find out basically ember had been danica's like de facto mom for the past five years uh again sabine's the worst um ember is very very um overprotective and um strong-willed stubborn but in the best way like we see it in bryce and uh we find out like ember wasn't necessarily happy that Bryce was had moved to Crescent City. Um, they're kind of up near the mountains where uh, there's kind of like a human area. And uh, we do find out she has a stepfather named Randall who was like, Bryce can protect herself. Like, you know, we, we've, uh, we've trained her. She's fine. And so this is where you really get like one of those where you're like, wow, this is really different. Kind of like Madison was saying. We find out Bryce hits up the gun ranges and part of her training it from her stepfather is she is just like a, a, a master with weapons, um, firearms. So she can assemble a gun, take it apart, uh, control her breathing, sniper, close handguns, the whole shebang. She's that's that's her thing. Boss ass bitch. Right. Um, she does know a little hand to hand, um, but She's, she's like, we find out a hard truth that for humans, really, firearms are, like, your best bet because any other veneer are going to be faster, stronger, like, they could have magic against you, like, it's, we're learning, so, like, not so subtly, but kind of subtly, like, it's a harsh world for humans. 
And I kind of said that in the primer. Like you Isn't it, it always? Isn't it always, right? So they effortlessly, not subtly, but effortlessly lie to Ember because Ember's like, oh, aren't we coming to visit you for the weekend? And they, Danica and Bryce obviously are like, not with this shit going on with Briggs. Absolutely not. Because if Briggs is on the loose, you can't assume anywhere safe in the city because he and his people are literally all about like random bombs. Like you can't do it. Yeah. So they lie and hang up. And within, like, she, Bryce literally goes, message incoming in three, two, boom. Ember texts, if I didn't know better, I think you were avoiding us, Bryce. Your father will be very hurt. Oh, she hits her with the guilt trip. Oh, she hits That's her with the guilt trip. That's how you do it. Oh, man. Those are annoying. Those are so frustrating. Um, so they're, they're walking, they're so they hit the old uh, square, kind of like I, I mentioned in the primer, we, we get more about the city. There's seven gates. It's weird. There's seven courts currently in Akatar. I don't know. Number seven's holy. I don't know. Gates kind of act like, almost like in my mind, they're like ward gate light. You know, like they, uh, they used to be, um, like literally gateways, but then they don't need them now. Um, so what was there something I was going to say? Oh yeah. They're a huge tourist attraction. The city is a tourist like trap, not trap, but you know what I mean? Like it's very, very touristy. Um, and there's a line and Danica's like, Oh, let's make a wish. And you're like, what? And so Danica's like, let's do it. Make a wish, make a wish. Um, again, kind of her very much like laissez faire. Like she's just like, you know, goes with it and does what she wants. I like it. Um, so there's a solid gold block and it's got seven different gems in it. One for each different quarter of the city. Um, so emerald and a rose for five roses, opal and a pair of wings for the central business district, ruby and a heart for the old square, sapphire and an oak tree for moonwood, amethyst and a human hand for, um, the asphalt meadows, tiger's eye and a serpent for the meat market. That's dope. An onyx so black it gobbled the white and a set of skull and um, crossbones for the uh, bone quarter. Also, that onyx and how it's described sounds like the material um, in Throne of Glass for, like, the necklaces and the, the rings Well, given the little preview of the interior of the next book, I'm not surprised. Oh, that where oh no, Bloomsbury. That was just they they flashed to a printing of the throne special, a uh, throne of glass special edition, just to fuck with us. Oh. People zoomed in. That's dick. That's dick. Fuck you, Bloomsbury. You know what you're doing. <laughs> um. So then you're like, oh, that's very pretty, but what the fuck is going on? Like, there's a little like small rid like rit like disc risk what? And it says, touch at your own wrist. Do not use between sundown and sunrise. Violators will be fined. Okay. What is it? So Danica, of course, is like, ah, fuck the line. She walks up to the front. She flashes her badge. She's like, oh, here, official ox business. Like, you know, haha. And Bryce is just like laughing. And the people in line, you realize Danica is like a celebrity too. Because people are like gawking at her like, oh, it's Danica. Um, And they're all like, holy shit. Oh, my God. And, of course, she's just like, oh, okay. So... <laughs> Then they see Bryce and they all just like look at her like with fuck me eyes. And Bryce just snorts and is like, keep dreaming. So like Bryce, Bryce is hot as fuck. Okay. She's hot as fuck. Pure sex appeal. I would do anything for her. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Oh God. Yeah. 
Um, so we find out, like, the gates were originally, like, communication devices. You could talk through them, blah, blah, blah. So people, of course, like, walk up and are like, titties! And then you could hear it across the city at the other gates. Honestly, I would do the same thing. Or I would, like, freak people out and be like, I'm watching you. That's creepy as hell. I know. I do it to Ian sometimes through the uh, kitchen camera because we have, like, the camera system for like outside but we have the one in the kitchen to watch the dogs i feel so, so bad alone. for that man i do i'll be like ah. or i'll like ah. i'll just heavy breathe yeah it is what it is poor man so fuck you so then we like again what the fuck are people winding up for so we find out you make a wish but what you do is like you put your hand on it and it takes a little, literally like a vampire, it takes some of your magic, like a little drop. Um, and then, like, you know, the the gate, uh, the gems light up, and, like, if you talk and everything like that. So it's, like, a cool little thing, but I don't want to say it's a parlor trick, but, like, it's just, like, a again, a touristy thing, right, to do it. Uh-huh. But the thing is, is, like, Bryce doesn't have, supposedly, Bryce does not have a lot of power. So for her to do this, just as, like, a funny thing with Danica is... You're kind of like, oh, wow, you're just giving a drop of your limited power. And, like, you know, Danica's got a lot, so whatever. Um, So Bryce is like, oh, Danica, what are you going to... This is kind of foreshadowing. She's like, what are you going to wish for? And Danica actually goes pretty solemn. I've got too many things to wish for. Bryce is like, was about to be like, are you good? And Danica's just like, oh, I wish Ethan, like, wins his sunball game. I'm like, oh, okay, that's very nice. Um... And then we get a little segue. This is truly an info dump um, and probably one of the biggest questions people have with these books. Um, we find out that unlike Throne of Glass and Akatar, which again, we have lots of theories on, the even the veneer, like anyone with magic, they're not the shifters, the fae, they're not actually like immortal quotations. You know, like you can still kill them, but like they have the long ass life, right? Mm-hmm. Automatically. Here, they have to make what's called the drop. And it basically freezes you, whatever age you make, like, you make the drop, you stay at that age, and your aging starts, you know, rapidly slowing down um, to where you're basically immortal. So, like, Fae can last a thousand years. Shifters and witches usually get five centuries, which, remember, Jezebel's at 400 centuries, and she's not, she doesn't look very old at all, so... what's going on there um so veneer were essentially immortal right um and they're like very very hard to kill but they don't get that without making the drop which is very different from the other two worlds so you're like what the fuck um but we find out bryson um bryson danica are um both they want to take the drop together. Bryce has no idea with half Fay heritage if she'll get a hundred years or a thousand. Like she doesn't know and she doesn't really think about it. Um, but we do know that Danica is expected to claim a sea of power. That whole her power ranking is going to be above Sabine's. Again, that's part of the tension. Um, and Bryce is not expecting much power at all. Like they do like initial readings when you're younger for like estimates, and hers was like pretty pretty small. So okay. Um. Yeah, like, childhood tests, like, all of them said, like, once Danica drops, she's gonna be, like, bomb-ass bitch, right? Yeah. Um, And she had the potential to be the alpha of all wolves on the entire fucking planet. Well, yeah, that makes what? sense. Um, 
so they're there they've decided they've really put in they want to make the drop at 27 okay sure right um, they don't want any permanent lines, wrinkles, or gray hairs. They don't want to risk anything. God, and, so smart. Honestly. So Fury, we find out who's Fury. It's one of their other friends. Um, she made the drop at 21. Um, but it wasn't really chosen. It had kind of been, like, if it just happened, because apparently you can just have it happen, which we do see later. It doesn't have to be in, like, a government-controlled facility. But they also don't know if it was forced upon her. So we find out they met her at university, but she was there as a front on a mission. Um, Most of her time was spent, quote, doing truly fucked up things for disgusting amounts of money over in Pangira. Oh, okay, sure. Cool. Assassin, spy, whatever she is. Um, She's also sometimes directly employed by the Asteria in the, like, Imperial Senate. But she also always has their, has their backs, and she's a good friend. So they're just like, I'm not questioning it. I don't want to know. Honestly, smart. So then we flash, like, back into, like, the present. Um, Bryce's wish is that Danica would get a manicure because her nails look like shit. Rude. Funny, but rude. So that's where they depart. Um, and Bryce is just like, good luck. And Danica kind of brushes it off, and she's like, oh, you know, like, I, you know I'll piss people off. Like, it's who I am. With a smile that doesn't reach her eyes. Because we at this point know that Danica's got a lot more on her mind than just like Philip Briggs might get loose. She's also like, oh my god, I had the horn imprinted in my best friend's back. <laughs> oh my god, I have a mate that, you know, I can't really be with. <laughs> oh my god, the exterior stuck I in think- their souls. <laughs> you know what? I honestly, I'm wondering if like the mate, the mating thing is why I really hate this book secretly. You secretly hate it? I was trying to be the secret. It's just fucking sad. It's yeah. fucking sad. Um, Speaking of sad, so chapter three is where we really get to meet the pack of devils. And you're like, oh my god, I love these people. I love their dynamic. They're so cool. Connor's so sweet and hot. Oh my god. God. I really wish Caitlin wasn't at Disney because I, I would love to make her relive this trauma. <laughs> I would love to do it. Um, so we find out Bryce and Danica, unsurprisingly, they share an apartment. Um, the pack of devils are basically like pseudo roommates, essentially. Like they come and go as they please. The entire pack is there. Um, but we don't really know like t- where they all live otherwise, but I, they don't live in the apartment, but they're always there. So, like, Bryce makes a quip in her head of, like, um, they're all, like, inseparable. They're kind of crazy. A lot to handle. And she goes, sometimes she felt bad for Danica's future mate. The poor bastard wouldn't know what hit him when he bound himself to her. Unless he was Wolfkind himself. Um, The place is a shithole, by the way. Uh, It's because Bryce, even though Danica could afford better... Bryce wanted somewhere where, like, she could pay equal, like, 50-50 rent. Like, her pride was like, no, no, no. Um, she doesn't know what happened at the meeting. Danica was just like, I'll tell you at home. Um, and then we find out, like, uh, the pack had been, had gone to the Sunball game. Bryce had been, you know, sleuthing, working. And, uh, we get a little, 
we see it because we know of, of like flirting where Ethan um, Holstrom is the star sunball player. He's, he's younger than them. He's still in um, oh. university. Oh, he goes, next time you better be with them, Quinlan. And she's like, did baby pup miss me? And he goes, you know it. Oh, oh. a little bit of an unrequited crush. Awkward. Um, and then even more awkward, his older brother, Connor, was like, we won. Um, and he's lounging on her favorite spot on the couch. 100%. Their tension, just that she builds and, like, gives us the background on, is amazing. Um, they basically will, like, or have been circling each other for years since they met, like, when um, they met at university. And Bryce refuses to sleep with a, with a wolf, let alone one in Danica's pack. But, like, Connor's like, mm, you're it for me. Um, so he's in a sunball t-shirt, um, but it's rumpled up so she can see, like, the cut of his, like, I'm imagining, like, his V muscles, you know, and, like, his golden skin. Um, we find out Ethan scored the, the winning goal, so that's adorable. Um, Ethan is Bryce's second favorite person after Danica. Like, Bryce loves him, but not in the way Ethan would like, as we, you know, see later. Awkward. Um, Ethan's really fucking good. That's what we learn. Um... Bryce, you know, Connor is like smiling at Bryce's praise for him and Bryce holds his stare a lot longer than most people would. Um, and even the rest of the pack is always just in their minds, probably going like, go ahead and fuck already for God's sakes. But otherwise they usually keep their mouth shut. Um, we find out Connor is her, uh, Danica's second, like we knew, but he would have been alpha if not for Danica, but like he never resented it. He was just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, great. We have a strong alpha. Um, Good man. Love that. right. Good man. Um, so then we see, uh, Natalie's there, uh, they're watching some new legal show, I'm imagining, like, CSI or something. And so we've met, we know about Ethan, he's not in the pack yet, we know Connor and Natalie, and then we hear about Bronson, so he, like, Bryce is like, oh, it's a real winner, um, and Bronson is, like, disapproves, and he's huge, and he likes art house flicks and documentaries, this giant like hulking like wolf shifter he that's what he likes um unfortunately he's never allowed to pick the entertainment when they have pack night which is kind of mean but okay and connor's like you're home late oh oh um and then they just quit back and forth uh let's see here and bryce is still like just kind of staring at connor just saying uh and so we find out danica is home um She's eating half the pizza before she's letting the pack eat. And you just hear a muffled, I am not, as she's, you know, shoving pizza in her mouth. Um, anything I should know. And Connor just goes, mm, you'll see. So it's not great. Uh, when Bryce turns to leave, she can feel Connor stare on her. So she swishes her hips a little bit more than normal. <sighs> this is so mean. This entire chapter is mean. <laughs> So we go into the kitchen. It's not great. Danica's already got a beer. She's shoving pizza in her mouth, just like what we said. Um, she just looks not defeated, but not happy. Um, we we find out Briggs is released. Um, and apparently the Oracle did show up, so I was wrong. So Micah, the Autumn King, the Oracle were trying and trying. They couldn't find a way around the loophole. Um, we find out Rune even had Declan, who, at the time, we're like, who's that? But whoever it is, he ran a bunch of shit. They're trying to figure it out. Nothing they could do. Like, the dude's loose. Um, like, 
It's not great. Um, and apparently after the meeting, Sabine cornered Danica and um, she did it right outside Micah's office. So like everybody, they're all veneer. They can all hear well. So she did it on purpose. So apparently there's two CCU research students that got killed near the temple last week during the blackout. But, like, we're just now finding out about it. So, of course, Sabine's like, that was your sector. You fucked up. Like, how dare you? You know, letting everybody hear yeah. her fuck up. But also, like, what the fuck happened to the two students? Why did it take a week? Who the fuck knows? Um, Sabine was there with the Prime, but he fell asleep during the meeting. So, he's not, <laughs> not super helpful. Um, But he's old. It's okay. It's okay. not really in the Prime of his life. Yeah. Ah, I see what you did there. The prime's out of the prime. Um, and Danica, that is really bothering here. We do see that she takes her, her role seriously. Like, it's really bothering her. She's like, I was three blocks away that night. Like, I I didn't hear or see or smell them being shredded. Like, what the fuck? And that's when, like, we notice it's silent out, which means the pack is listening. Because, again, Veneer can hear everything. Um, And so... Bryce is like, uh, shouldn't you go ahead and let him know it's time to eat? And we hear Bronson go, please let us eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're all just waiting, like, like, mom, please. Um, so Danica's just like, come and get it, mongrels. Bryce is literally flattened against the back wall of the kitchen because they're all just like rushing in. I mean, they just had like a a, a long night the night before on shift and then a, a stressful day. They're wolves and it just like they annihilate the pizza. We've all been there. Again, Danica goes, um, any update on your hunt for the horn? So she asks again. And so Bryce is like, no, no. And, um, Knowing what we know, it's just a little scat. Like, you start to pick up how many times she asks. <laughs> this is where it gets funny. Danica goes, don't you have a date with what's-his-face tonight? Bryce is like, oh, fuck me. She She's like, yes, oh my god, it's an hour, it's in an hour. Oh my god, oh no. Um, so Bryce has a rich-ass boyfriend. He's a douche. Like, huh. stupid. Connor stiffens, and you're like, oh god. Um, so Bryce is like, fuck. And, she, and we find out the guy's name is Reed. Um, Reed's hot, so that's great. Um, but the sex was just dot, 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 fine. Standard. She'd gotten off, but she really had to work for it. And not in the way she sometimes liked to work for it. More like she had to like talk him through it and not in a hot way. Slow down. Put that here. Can we switch positions? Like, ladies don't settle for that. Men too (laughs) don't settle for that. Like, listeners in general do not settle for that. Just please don't. And apparently we find out, and Danica says this with the entire pack being able to hear, if he grabs his phone to check his messages before his dick's barely out of you again, please have the self-respect to kick his balls across the room and come home to me. And the wolves were silent, literally to where they stopped eating. I mean, like, we all have to agree. I mean, we do, but that's a party foul, Danica. Damn. Um... So we find out, uh, like, he's got a really good job, but he got it from his dad. Um, and it's, like, a security job. Uh, Bryce also makes a quip that we see throughout the book that she doesn't want, like, a, a psychotic alpha hole who's going to want, like, a three-day sex marathon and call her his maid and lock him up in his house and, never and like, never let me leave. So, like, something we, we early on are, like, something in her past has got her very freaked out about that. Um, but back to Reed. So his family is like one of the very few human families that succeeded right in the world. Um, they have a huge security business. 
It's like a magic tech company. Danica works there part time. Well, that's important. Um, <laughs> to say the least, it's called Redner Industries. Uh, Micah, the fucking archangel, is a major investor. Like this is one of those where it looks like you're just getting like little info, just like for more about Reed. No, it actually is like again very important. Um, and Bryce just like is very blah about this date. Like she's not super excited. She eat like she's like save me a slice of pizza. Um, because they're going to some fancy restaurant that you know what I'm talking about. Like the fancy restaurants where you get like a bite. You know, I, like you're you, need at those. I've been to a few, especially with the firm, and I'm like by like the fourth course, I'm like, you know, on usually a fourth course I'd be fucking full and instead I'm starving. Um but <laughs> Bryce is just like not happy. Um, and she walks out to go towards her room and she literally just is like, don't fucking start. So we get more about, um, the wolves. So we've got Connor, Bronson, Natalie, and then, um, we hear about Zach and Zelda who are twin white wolves. They're both slender and dark haired in their human form and they're utterly terrifying. They're called the ghosts in their like shifted form. Uh, twin white wolves sounds, you know, interesting. We know another set of twin wolves, but whatever, we'll just hold that from throwing a class. That's fine. Um... And then there's Thorn, and he is the Omega, um, but he's awesome. I don't like to think of the twins from Throne of Glass. It hurts my heart viscerally. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Um, And then we get Thorn. He's the Omega in the pack, so he's like, you know, low man on the totem pole. Um, But he is utterly in love with Danica. Um, but there also seems to be, like, a gravitational pull with Danica and Thorne. Um, but, you know, as we know, <laughs> one, they die. Two, uh, she was already mated. But sorry, a little harsh again. I'm sorry, guys. I deal with it with dark humor. Um, she literally barely gets into a room before they all just start laughing their asses off. Until Connor gives a deep snarl to make them shut up. Awkward. She really doesn't care, though. Like, normally we find out she spent, like, an hour on her hair and makeup and everything like that and a 30-minute shower, like, everything. But, like, she just doesn't care. She really, truly doesn't care. She knows she's going to get, like, looks for being in the dress she's wearing because it's a fancy place. But she's like, oh, whatever. Um, So she, um, she's going to go. And, of course, the wolves, like, make jokes about how, like, she's not going to get through the door in her dress because she's uh, got a body that, like, people would kill for. She's very curvy and just straight sex. I love it. Um, And then we find out Danica has not been on a date in two years. And she's, like, quietly muttering about it as they make fun of her. And, again, we know, oh, yeah, it's because she's already has a mate. Um, She knocks back two shots because she's like, oh, Connor gets her. Rough night ahead. And uh, she wipes away a, a thing of gin uh, on her thr- uh, on her lips. Connor follows it. It's just sexual tension out the door. And so um, Connor is like, look, we've known each other for a while. And she interrupts him. Is this a rehearsed speech? Girl, just let him talk. And he literally starts blushing. She makes Connor Holstrom blush. And she's like, look. That's not a like rehearsed speech. And he just is like, can you let me ask you out? Or do I need to get into a fight with you about my phrasing first? And she just is like, nope, nope, I don't date wolves. And he was like, make an exception. She says no. And he kind of like 
still has a little bit of arrogance. He's like, you want me, I want you. It's been a while. We, you've been playing with these human males that can't satisfy you. Like, give me a chance. And she's just like, oh. Hmm. And then he goes, I'm not your father. And he doesn't mean Randall. So that's when we get a hint of whatever happened with her mother and the fey male, i.e. the Autumn King, was bad. Um, You know, this has nothing to do with him. My answer is no. Um, and he just goes, one date won't send me into a uh, territorial hissy fit. It doesn't have to be a date, just pizza. And she's like, so wait, you and I go out all the time. Like, if it's not a date, then what is it? And he's like, I don't know, like a trial run. And she, he is like begging for a chance. And she's going to see you later. She's smiling. And uh, and she's trying to explain, like, you, like in her head, she's like, I should just tell him, like, he'd be better off with anybody else. So as she's going to leave, Danica goes, light it up, bitch. And uh, Bryce replies, light it up, asshole. And it's like their farewell that they do all the time. Danica goes, love you. Oof. And, like, it makes her hesitate because apparently it had taken a long time for Danica to feel comfortable enough to even utter the words, I love you. And so Bryce is like, man, this is really fucking with her. Then this Briggs release, whatever's going on, has really got her. Because she only says it, you know, when things are either really, really good or very special times or when things are bad. So, like, she's like, hmm. So she's like, Maybe I should have Fury, like, go visit Sabine and, like, kick her ass or something. You know, I don't know. Maybe. And then we find out it's even funnier is, like, we kind of what we're thinking is, like, the there's Juniper, too. And so it's just they're a very odd mix. So you've got, like, Danica, heir apparent, um, to be, I should say, uh, Bryce, just a half fae, half human, uh, Fury, an assassin, and then Juniper, um, as we know, is a stunningly talented ballet dancer. <laughs> like, it's a very unlikely quartet, but oh well. Um, I, we get more about their apartment building. It's truly awful, like, disgusting, awful. Um, she gets outside, and, uh, there's, you, you get a little bit more, so we see Draki, uh, Draki male, there's equine shifters, um, Malakim, so like the angels like it's just a really as she's going out um the building and walking down the street towards her date you just get more of a sense of the absolute craziness of how many like types of people there are in this city um so she you know starts walking um towards her date and kind of the end of chapter three is her just appreciating crescent city and like kind of the craziness that it is and like she she loves it's almost like I, I like how people are with like new york you know like the spirit of new mm-hmm. york that's exactly what how she feels with Welcome crescent city it's been waiting for you so that is the end of chapter three so again a lot of info a lot of info now all right real quick what are we reading and then we gotta hop in um, to what happened last night Oh my god, oh, which I just, I just, oh my god, I just saw the cutest meme. I was about to send it. Oh, oh my god, wait, look at this, hold on. Guys, it's a side-by-side picture, it goes, Travis really went from being in the box with a friendship bracelet and a dream to being in the tent as Taylor's boyfriend. Okay. Madison. Oh my god, Madison, we will get to it. What have you been reading, bitch? I'm sorry. Um, I don't even know. Oh, I reread A Soft Touch by Laura Lasco. Um, it's super cute. I love it. Um, and 
Fuck me. I don't even know what I've just been like reading random shit. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. There's not even like anything to take note of. Like I liked a soft touch. I love that book. It's just a cute one. Um okay. it had it's an ex football player and an autistic MC. Oh, and it. it's just a good book. It's really cute. Um I don't know. There's not much else after that. <laughs> I mean, I've just been, like, rereading shit, like. Okay. Um, I read Grimstone by Sophie Lark. Uh, it's as if, like, Wednesday Adams and, like, a beach town collided. And then, like, it's kind of creepy. But not. I don't know. It was very good. It was very good. I, it's hard to explain, but it's very good. Um, the female main character is. Uh, it's Sophie Lark, so she always hits it with the female main characters. Uh, she's like a DIY guru, um, but like it has a very good plot twist. Let me put it that way. Towards the end of the book, and then the the male main character is hot as fuck. Um, and then of course I read Iron Flame. No, I'm not okay. No, I won't be okay until the third book. Hey, comes real out. talk. I want to talk about this though, because I want to hear it from like an Iron F- Flame fan. What is all this business with, um, do you think it was AI generated? Um, like, I really, I really want to know now. This is going to sound really harsh. The first one that started that, like the TikTok that started that, the girl that did it, I personally, it was super bitchy. I don't even care about the theory. Oh, it's AI. Oh, it's, they took all their fantasy together and like, oh, blah, blah. The all of you are gullible, but not me. It's given major pick me girl <laughs> energy, and it goes again. And I always this is one of my favorite things from Taylor Swift. Like, do not make fun of people or mock people for enjoying something, especially when it has no impact on you. You know what I mean? Like the worst type of people are those that make people feel dumb or silly for being excited about something. Mm-hmm. That is the vibe that any of that gives off. Second. It goes again to what we were saying about how, like, there's only so many tropes and plot lines and things like that in the fantasy world, especially with how, like, how many authors are in the game now. Like, you're going to see similar things across fantasy books. Uh Uh-huh. And so I, like, when they're like, well, it just, it hits on all of the tropes or, oh, it's just, it hits on the desperate women and what we like for shadow and, like, the dark men and this and this. Because people like it. Uh Mm-hmm. I, I personally, like, also, I just don't, like, I'm not saying, like, Fourth Wing, Fourth Flame, ooh, I'm Fourth Wing and Iron Flame are, like, literary masterpieces in their writing, you know what I mean? But they're, mm-hmm. plot, like, update, guys, most of the books all of us read are not going to be, like, literary masterpieces in the writing itself. It's the stories and the characters we love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know, people, I I don't know, it pisses me off. But I'm more pissed off, I do not understand the fucking attitude that people get when people really like a book. You know what I mean? We've talked about that before. Like, if Mm -hmm. something, like, I I always think of, like, uh, when Den of uh, Vipers really got popular and everybody was, like, attacking people that liked it. Like, oh my god, like, just let people like it. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Sorry, I get, I, I get feisty. Like, let people like what they like. I don't know. I don't know. But yes, no, I, I I really enjoyed Iron Flame. I will do a reread eventually, but I'm still traumatized. Um, 
obviously there are things like certain things and character choices that are frustrating. Um, but that's literally any fantasy book I read. There's often times where I'm like, why are you doing what you're doing? It's kind of like watching a scary movie where they're like, let's split up. And you're like, why? <laughs> or a great British baking show when there's they do something and you're like, why are you doing that? You like scream at the screen. There's so much shit that pisses me off. I just, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. Just, like, let people like what they like. Okay. Before we get into social media, look, guys. Argentina's fucking winning. Argentina, Argentina winning. just won. They <laughs> just got... fucking won. If you weren't at that show, I mean, what show were you at, really? Honestly, I, I feel... Not wrong. Are you sad? Well, are you I'm how sad. sad are you? I'm pretty sad. Yes, like, you went to the show on. before the Travis business, right? Like it was kind of like it was like, bu- literally right before. Yeah. And it was right like a week or so before Speak Now when she added uh Long Live. Oh. Yeah, no, I need to go again. I'm gonna figure it out. I'll buy secondhand tickets. I'll figure it out. It's fine. I'll um, fly wherever. I I wanna go with you. Okay. I'm spot. We can all go in a big group because he okay. wants to go again too. We got to get Devin and uh, Sarah there too, our other friends. So we got, we'll just have a like big, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We're in a party bus to get there. Um, yeah. Argentina night too, guys. Uh, first they off, fucking won. They fucking off, won. I don't know if we all clowned for November 10th or not for the rep announcement because she had to postpone that fucking show because the stadium flooded to today, Sunday. Okay, listen, 12th. I love you so much. That was never going to happen. I anyways. love you so much. I love anyways, you more than anyways, life, but that was never going to happen. It was never going to happen. So then, yesterday, outside of the Travis shit, which is amazing. Oh, that was the greatest shit to ever happen. She finally did a change during the rep. She knows what she's doing. She did a change during the rep portion, but her outfit didn't change. Her background dancers did. So you're like, what is happening? So anyway, she knows what she's doing. I love to think that it just makes her giggle. She loves teasing. Loves it. Anyway. She does. I I watched a whole little um, interview with her about her teasing and how she got started with it. It was cute. I, it, that is her hobby. Yeah. Some people crochet. Some people do. That's her hobby. Um. Okay. First off, Travis is there in the tent with Daddy, uh, Daddy Swift. He's so cute. Daddy Swift's wearing a Chief's so lanyard. It was so cute. They're like having so much fun together. Um, people were cheering for Travis, and Travis was like, No, no, cheer for Taylor, cheer for Taylor. Um, he joined the ole, 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 ole. Um He held up the we will stay sign. I I I oh look at this. It did fireworks behind me. What the hell is happening? I keep getting weird. <laughs> Okay, guys. Wow, party. Well, we got too excited. We got too excited. Real real quick, I don't know what's happening, and Madison's seen it during this and FaceTimes. The last update for Apple on all of my products, if I do like a thumbs up every now and then, there we go. Look, thumbs up. It'll do like even on, we're on Riverside, a recording thing, not on FaceTime. So it's not an Apple thing, but I'm using obviously my iMac. It like does like special, I don't know, it's weird. Anyways, anyways. So then, first surprise song Is It Over Now? But then she had previously on TikTok when people had matched up the bridge from Are We Out of the Like Out of the Woods, she had liked those. She fucking did the mashup with it, guys. It is if you have not listened, go stop right now. Go to TikTok. There are plenty of videos. It is, um, and she even like does a little face before she starts the mashup in the bridge, and she's so excited to do it. Fantastic, love it, cool. Second song with 
Travis in the audience and the bracelets light up. I know. I know. I saw. They were red and yellow. She sang fucking Endgame. Yep. She sang Endgame. It was. I. I. She sang Endgame with him there. Um, and then, as if that's not the best, when she was singing um, Willow, when she goes, that's my man, she literally points to the tent and smiles at him. Cam, her dancer, when he did his little solo dance, did her archer move, but he also did it in the way that, um, because we know uh, Travis Kelsey does it too when he does the touchdown for Arrowhead Stadium. He did that. <laughs> oh! So then, then guys. Dude, then, they're in love. <laughs> love is real. Love is fucking real. We weren't prepared, and I'm pretty sure the only person that knew it was coming, I'm con- I think Daddy Swift knew, because the way he turned to watch, the like he was like, Oh, he knew. He knew. Travis didn't know, and her dancers didn't know, because her dancers' reaction is the cutest fucking thing, too. In Karma. It's so cute! Instead of, Karma is the guy on the screen coming straight home to me, we get, Karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. I'm tearing up! I'm tearing up! Dude, Daddy Swift fucking loses it, like, shoves Travis. Travis literally starts blushing, covers his hands, and is so excited Taylor did it with a little giggle. Dude, Uh, okay. Dancers were so excited. Okay, but then, okay. (sighs) The end of the concert. (laughs) Okay, listen. And I think the only person that's going to truly understand my love of this moment is Shannon. So I got to talk about it. Okay, there's this book written um, by Eden Finley. (laughs) And it's in her fake boyfriend series. Okay. And literally, it is a hockey player and a, like, rock star. It's called Hat Trick. And the whole premise, like, the whole time is that the rock star Jet, he wants someone to, like, right after the concert, just run up to and hug and not care that he's sweaty or, like, gross or, like, (laughs) post-concert. He just wants someone to be there to hug him. That's all I think about. It's all I think about because then, like, it was right after the concert and I was like, oh my god, that's my Jet moment in real life. As soon as she saw him and he was just patient. Did you see how he was just patiently waiting? And he, she sprinted jumped into his arms they make out she start. he leans down so she doesn't have to like get up on her tippy toes so she says something to him and as soon as she's done talking they kissed again as they're walking into the thing <sighs> oh god love is real love is real i mean I, oh I, oh man and i blame this uh, collective completely for my obsession welcome. it's amazing okay okay social social media mads what do we got <laughs> Taylor Swift, anyone following? Taylor Swift, Taylor Nation. Oh, God, my addiction. Oh, my God. ACOTR podcast, guys. Breathless Lit, Breathless Lit PA, wherever you want to find us. Um, I just, oh, God. I I can't get over it. I can't get over it. Um, my uh, Instagram shout out is, uh, we are hosting the Instagram giveaway that goes through, uh, Tuesday evening. Uh, you'll get a fourth wing holiday edition and the black sprayed edges iron frame. Uh, one winner winner will get both. Uh, so be sure to check that out. I pinned it on my Insta page. Um, and then we will, uh, 
contact the winner separately and announce it uh, next Sunday, but I will probably get it out Saturday to whoever wins. Um, that's my plan. Um, Patreon, I want to do real quick a shout out to our Patreon group, like our Discord community for no spoilers. People are so good about it because, well, part of it is we've done like as new okay. books release. Yeah. Yes, but I have to interrupt you because you're talking to Patreon and it just came to my mind right now and I'm going to forget. So no spoilers. Super happy. So glad you aren't doing spoilers. This is great. Great for the Patreon. Ashley got engaged. Ashley got engaged! Ashley got engaged! Okay? Not only... Okay, listen. So I talked to her the other day because Culpamia 2 is being filmed. It's being filmed and we're stoked. Okay, but then the very next day she got engaged and I was like, killer weekend. Killer weekend. Killer weekend. Oh my god. Killer fucking weekend. So Ashley got engaged. We're so happy for her. Um... (laughs) That's so I know, and I I just thought of it because then I was thinking Culpamia Two is being filmed, and like we had a little moment on Discord under the Culpamia. Um, <laughs> yeah. well, the Culpamia channel was one of the ones I'm talking about. We have so many different channels, but like as new things come out, I'm always terrified that somebody's gonna post something, and then we're gonna be like, oh, we've had Iron Flame, we have the JLA, we have the SJM, like the the which is kind of silly because but what yeah. we do when the new books come out, we have Culpamia, we had um, oh, fucking Culpamia, so many like everybody, but everybody does so good, and like this past week was like a reminder of that. Like I love when people are that good about it, but oh my god, congratulations, Ashley! Fuck yeah, yeah. Um, Dude, so our, so exciting. Uh, that's so exciting. Um. Oh, yeah, our November book club uh, is Iron Flame. Since we did Fourth Wing, uh, it overwhelmingly won. So we will hop into that. Uh, we can all re-traumatize ourselves. That'll be fun. Um, and then Thursday will be a Patreon episode. Um, TBD what we do. We'll just kind of <laughs> have fun with it. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see if Caitlin, you know, is back from Disney, if she can hop on next Sunday. Although, if she's just getting back, she'll probably have shit time to do, including read fucking Iron Flame. We should, we should, hey, okay, so. We should actually wait till it's that chapter. We should wait until it's like, Are we mean? We're so mean. We're so mean. mean. She won't know, but we should do it. Nobody warn her, because she'll never actually ask what chapters we're on when we discuss. Well, she might, but we could lie. We're going to lie. We're bad people. Uh, everybody, we have keep, a, uh, everybody keep the secret. Keep the secret. Shh, don't tell them, please. Okay. Um. So with that, guys, we hope you have a great start to your week. And uh, as always, cheers to our high fae bays. Bye.